Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group. I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. Today's episode is on zero waste. So what is the zero waste lifestyle? If you've never heard of it, this might be a good place for you to start. And we're just going to talk about little ways to start reducing your waste and getting into the zero waste lifestyle. Don't let the name fool you. It's not about going completely like zero waste because that's really difficult to do. It's really about the journey in improving and making progress. So with With us today is Jamie Kate Adok. Jamie is a Filipina based in Los Angeles, California. She's a licensed nurse by profession and a portrait photographer. She's been living a zero-waste lifestyle for two years after being inspired to lower her plastic consumption after working in the healthcare industry, which is one of the most wasteful industries. She creates videos on her YouTube channel about her passions, travel, food, minimalism, and zero-waste. Hi, Jamie. How are you? Hi, Eileen. I'm so excited to have you on the show. We just met like a few months ago, but yeah, I I really, really wanted to bring someone on to talk about zero waste since it's actually a hot topic right now, don't you think? Yeah, and thank you so much for having me here, and it's, it's such an honor. Yeah, so for our listeners who have no idea what zero waste is, can you just briefly explain zero waste lifestyle? So zero waste can be subjective. It is different for each person it can be having low waste or not using plastic or it can also be about being more mindful about shopping as a consumer so I would say it's a broad description but for me my definition of zero waste is not having things that you throw away that would go straight to landfill so anything that you cannot Mm. recycle or you cannot compost those are what I consider trash and those are the things that I avoid in my everyday living okay so mostly plastic type packaging things like that what else falls under that category food waste or like textile fabric it's it's a lot of things that you have to consider as well but Mm -hmm. For me, I focus on eliminating plastic in my in my okay. everyday life. Okay, so I'm curious, how did you get into this lifestyle? What made you want to transition? It actually started as a personal challenge for me. It was one of those New Year's resolution. And I wanted to do something different, something that I've never done before. And during that time, it was year 2016, I was exposed to different documentaries on Netflix. I was watching um, the animal agriculture, forks over knives, the true cost, which talked about fast fashion, uh, minimalism, Mm -hmm. and also plastic pollution, which is the Mm -hmm. plastic ocean. And those are topics that I didn't really focus on before and I got really interested and I realized that us humans, we are wasting a lot of resources. We are wasting food, electricity, 
water, gas. So as humans, we are doing detrimental things in our environment. And that sparked a passion in me to do something about it as an individual. So I did my research and I think anyone else who is interested in the Zero Waste Lifestyle would probably know Bea Johnson. Bea Johnson Mm -hmm. is the author of Zero Waste Home. And when I saw her TED Talk, I was amazed that her family of four, I think family of four, live a zero waste lifestyle in California mm-hmm. and they yeah. can collect they collect their trash in a mason jar and that was mm-hmm. just so amusing that a family of four can do that and I got really interested and challenged myself for 30 days to collect my trash in a jar and be more mindful mm. of how I live yeah so what was the hardest part about going zero waste like what did you have to let go of I think it is the convenience I used to buy a lot of food in plastic packaging because as a nurse I am always on my feet I don't have time to eat so anything that is easy is what I'm used to so being mindful with how I grocery shop And also, I think the hardest for me is like giving up just the convenience of going and letting go of the convenience and being Mm -hmm. more mindful of how I live every day. Right, because I'm imagining things like ordering food to go. There's so much extra trash that comes with that. And even I would think that you have to change your diet because so many foods that you buy at the grocery store come in a plastic packaging. For example, I love hummus and it always comes in like a plastic little tub. So what about that? Do you just not eat that food anymore or make it yourself or what are the options? The first year that I was practicing zero waste, I was very strict. I wouldn't really opt for buying things in packaging. Mm-hmm. But as I lived the zero waste lifestyle, I you know, I realized that it is more about balance. Now, if I can make food from scratch, I would do so. But if I don't have the time, then I would look for another option. What is a more sustainable option? Maybe buying food in glass packaging, which is much better because it can be recycled rather than Mm -hmm. buying it in plastic, which is not really recycled, but downcycled because the quality of plastic is different Mm -hmm. from glass. Can you explain that the difference between recycling glass and recycling plastic? Sure. When you recycle glass, it is 100% recyclable, meaning Mm -hmm. if you recycle glass, it will turn into glass. Mm -hmm. But plastic is more of downcycled because, for example, you are recycling a bottle of water. When you recycle a bottle of water, it won't turn into another bottle the quality degrades therefore maybe that plastic bottle will turn into a thin plastic bag in the future so Mm. and eventually the end product will be it will be disposed in the landfill and that's what I'm trying to do and there's this um, explanation by Andrea Sanders of B-Zero it is looking at zero waste as a circular economy rather than linear economy, which is what we have now. When we say circular economy, it is getting a raw material, processing it and being used by us consumer 
and making sure that the end goal is not the landfill rather than us like living linear economy where we produce materials and then the end product goes to landfill so that is a good way to look at the zero waste lifestyle rather than taking it literally where people think when you live zero waste it means that you're not creating trash at all I see. That's why zero waste is a weird name because it makes people think like, oh, this person creates no waste, which is close to impossible living in modern society. But it's more of the mindset of keeping things out of landfills because landfills means you're, you've just given up on this object and you're just letting it rot. And plastic, like I, I did some research for my zero waste video on YouTube, plastic takes like a thousand years to break down. Like every single piece of plastic that's ever been created since ever, it's still in existence on this earth. So so that's pretty crazy. Right, it is. And also like when you go deeper with your research, you understand the chemical components of plastic, which can be an endocrine disruptor. Um, when you mm-hmm. focus on your health and its impact on our body, you began to question why this material is even you know, legal to be used. Right. Um, working in healthcare, um, I did my research and they were saying that BPA is connected to, it is linked to cancer and Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And it is true because doing your research, knowing that there are people who live a very healthy lifestyle, like their diet is on point and they work out, they are active. Why are these people still getting sick? And that is kind of scary because we group it to just diet and lifestyle, but we don't consider our environment. And that also impacts our health as well. Yeah, I agree. I think it's more, there was like little education around like plastic, what it is, the chemicals, because I mean, it is a relatively new thing and it's become so cheap to make things with plastic versus glass. And it makes it hard for the consumer to choose glass over plastic. Because sometimes it comes down to like, it's just cheaper to use plastic, you know? So I think that's one of the challenges too. What do you say to people who say that going zero waste is expensive? Because like I said, like sometimes it's just cheaper to use plastic things instead of upgrading to higher quality. I do get that a lot. People have this stigma that living zero waste is expensive, but it is really more of knowing where to shop assessing what kind of things you are buying and educating yourself um, where you can find better options. For example, Mm -hmm. uh, the bulk section, not a lot of people know that some items are cheaper when you buy it from the bulk section. But it Mm -hmm. is also a balance because I do have or I do notice some stuff on the bulk section which are expensive and it makes more sense to buy it packaged because it's cheaper because not a lot of people have the resources to spend more on products that are packaged in glass like what you said. But it is more of like considering your economic status and also considering which is a smarter option. For example, rice. I eat a lot of rice and going to the bulk section and buying it in small increments can also add up the cost. But what I do now is I buy it in bulk, like 10 pounds bag, and that is cheaper in the long run. And although it is packaged, 
it is less packaging than buying it in small packaging. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like buying it 10 pounds at once in one big packaging is better than multiple little purchases of it, right? Yeah. It's also like uh, knowing <laughs> what you can compromise, you know. Um, some people mm-hmm. like to spend and put their dollar on brands and products that you know, are towards sustainability, but not Mm -hmm. a lot of people can do that because, you know, we have different economic status. Right. So I'm also curious, as you were starting to transition to zero waste, what were some like beginning swaps that you did that listeners right now can can maybe incorporate in their life? The quickest would be a mason jar. Mason jar. I I still have my very first mason jar. I can use it for my drinks. I can use it to pack my leftovers. And also switching to reusable napkins. I think a lot of people spend on paper towels, which can Mm -hmm. add up in the long run. They're expensive. Now that I'm not using it, I realize how expensive it is. Uh, So you just use like cloth rags in here for everything? Yeah, and it's easy. It's washable and you don't have Mm -hmm. to keep on purchasing them. And also one swap that really saved me trash is bringing my own reusable utensils. Because I still do eat out, but I choose restaurants with, you know, sustainable packaging that I can compost. Mm -hmm. But they always serve it in plastic utensils. And one way for me to avoid that is to bring my own. Mm. That's a good one. And then what about traveling? Because I know that your blog is about traveling and food as well. So do you find it difficult to continue this lifestyle when you're traveling? Because, I mean, it's inevitable. There's plastic involved when you're on an airplane, all the food they give you. What do you do about that? Yeah, it is really hard when you are not in your comfort zone. It's easy to be zero waste when you are at home because you can control what you bring in. But when you are traveling, it is a different situation. I was just having a conversation with a friend who is a flight attendant because I've always wondered which is less wasteful. Is it, especially for long flights, is it less wasteful if you eat the food that they are providing in planes or refusing it? Because a lot of people, I think, refuse it just to communicate that they do not support it. When you refuse things, Mm -hmm. you are communicating that you do not support it or you don't want it. But the thing is, airlines like that, we have to consider that when they have excess food that people refuse, they also throw it away. Yeah. (laughs) Or like weighing which is like the lesser evil. When I'm traveling like long flights, I would eat the food but still use my reusable utensils and I will return Mm -hmm. the plastic utensils because it's usually Mm -hmm. packaged so they can reuse it. Shorter flights, I do bring my own snacks so that Mm -hmm. I don't have to get the packaged products that they are offering. And also just bringing your essentials. You don't have to have a lot of essentials with you, but just minimizing your travel essentials by just using maybe mason jar utensils and napkin, and that's it. Because you can always, Mm -hmm. you know, work that out. And, you know, just being more mindful and it's not perfect, knowing that it's not perfect, but mm-hmm. be kind to yourself and forgive yeah. yourself when you slip up and use that yeah. experience to educate yourself on what to do next time in case you encounter the same problem. I like that you're clearing things up because zero waste seems like such a 
impossible high standard that even like I'm intimidated to make more videos about this topic on my channel, even though I'm interested in it because I don't want people to judge me about, oh, you're, you still have a lot of trash and stuff. But what, what I'm hearing from you is that it really is balance and there's no way you can be perfect. It's all about being intentional and doing your best with what your situation at the moment, right? It's just, just being aware, like what are the small ways I can do to reduce plastic and reduce sending things to landfills and if it's impossible at the moment then like you just work with what you have right yeah and it is a healthy approach because if you plan to live a zero waste lifestyle it will be a lifelong process and it's not mm -hmm. always perfect you are not always in control and people around you are not zero waste so no matter what your intentions are even if you try to be zero waste, people around you are not zero waste. So, you know, their trash can be your trash. So yeah. it's it's really about balance and having a healthy mindset on your approach towards sustainable living. Yeah, totally. I'm also curious, what about, uh, well, first of all, I want to know where do you shop and how do you shop? And do you shop online? Because there's a lot of packaging to do with like shipping stuff, right? <laughs> Yeah, so my best friend would be Sprouts, Whole Foods, and Smart and Final because those okay. stores have bulk sections. And for uh, produce, most of those stores are actually offering unpackaged produce. So I can always bring my yeah. bags. And mm -hmm. one thing that I was hesitant before is those uh, berries remember they are packaged yeah. in uh in clamshell so yeah. before i don't purchase them because it is packaged in plastic i was very strict mm -hmm. about it but then i do want berries sometimes yeah. and then i watched this uh documentary i think it's plastic ocean and one of the members said that you can leave the packaging at the counter and that mm -hmm. is a way for you to tell them that this is not something that I need. It is mm -hmm. also communicating to the store that, that they don't need packaging. And once they realize that the trash or the packaging becomes their responsibility, then they will do something yeah. about it and they will right. communicate it to their uh, supplier. So that was yeah. a smart um, realization that I had. Yeah. And when it comes to online shopping, I still do online shop whenever I cannot find my items locally but I always leave a note to the seller you get lucky sometimes they don't ship it in plastic but sometimes even though I tell them no excess plastic packaging some shops would send it to me in a paper envelope and I would get excited you know but inside it is lined with plastic so it's not <laughs> perfect when I have big items shipped to me and it comes in those like uh, styrofoam peanuts I do bring oh, it to yeah. my local USPS and they reuse it for future shipments so okay. it's more of like doing and being responsible with your waste if you cannot mm -hmm. reuse it, you recycle it. Yeah, it's really interesting. So I, it definitely is a balance because I'm thinking I personally, like I sell an, a workbook that comes packaged in like a thin plastic and it's, I'm considering like making it into a box in the future, like a paper box. But it's, it's also like the concern that sometimes like 
your packages get wet, you know, and things get damaged. And yeah, there's a lot to it. And I'm sure with like berries too, if you just sell blueberries out in the open, they're so fragile. But it would be nicer if they were packaged in cardboard instead, right? Yeah. Also, if if you are worried about excess plastic packaging when you're grocery shop, you can always opt for farmer's market. They sell produce unpackaged. And I've seen farmers who are selling their berries unpackaged. But of course, it doesn't always jive with my schedule. So that's why I still mm. shop at bigger corporations but it's more of like just you know doing what you can and what is best for you at that moment all right loves it's time for a break with our sponsor skillshare skillshare is an online learning platform with over 18,000 classes in design art business productivity and more you can take classes in graphic design social media marketing illustration mobile photography you name it they've got it whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, start a side hustle, or just explore a new passion, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. I've taken so many classes on Skillshare. The most beneficial was a class on Adobe InDesign that taught me how to design my Artist of Life workbook. I've taken some fun classes on watercolor painting and floral arranging too. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare with this special offer today. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right, Skillshare is offering the Lavender Lifestyle listeners two months of unlimited access to over 18,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Eileen. Again, that's Skillshare.com slash A-I-L-E-E-N to start your two months now. What do you do about beauty and skincare and items or even things like shampoo, conditioner, makeup? What do you do about that? So for cosmetics, I am still reusing most of the products that I still have prior to living zero waste. And Mm -hmm. makeup is actually heavy on plastic. It it is hard. (laughs) If I can find items in glass packaging I would opt Mm -hmm. for it and for those like plastic packaging that I no longer use I would bring them to Origins and they have a recycling program where they take care of your empty cosmetic packaging and that is the best option for me right now and when it comes to purchasing, I try to have like a tier and ask myself, is this item zero waste? If it's not, is it at least cruelty free? And if, you know, is it also financially effective for me? Some brands, although they are in, you know, responsible, sustainable packaging, sometimes I cannot afford them because their price prices are high. And it doesn't make sense for me financially. And the best thing that I can do is be more responsible with the packaging and bringing it in shops where, you know, there's a recycling program. And in the future, I do want to support small brands that have responsible, sustainable packaging. But for now, I'm using up what I have and try to limit myself from buying And when it comes to beauty, I do a lot of DIYs. I have some videos on my YouTube channel as well. And I buy beauty products like shampoo. I now use a shampoo bar. But since I dyed my hair recently, I 
I am using a special shampoo. I know you <laughs> you also use a, a purple shampoo for yeah. your hair. Yeah. So <laughs> my best option is buying it in a big plastic container. But I will be returning it to the shop and ask them how they can recycle it or if they can reuse it. And okay. it's more of like finding brands that are sustainable. It's not perfect. I do use bamboo toothbrush that is one yeah. great start. I used to make my, uh, my own toothpaste using baking soda and coconut oil and essential oils but i was gifted by a good friend a tub of charcoal tooth powder so i'm using mm -hmm. that up and yeah. i support brands like lush they have unpackaged soaps and they have solid lotions that i can use so just being aware of where to shop i think is the key to yeah. being zero waste as well yeah, and it sounds like this is a huge effort that everybody needs to play a part. The consumers, the business owners, and all these big brands, whether you're, I mean, big and small brands, right? Just to just start creating products with less plastic packaging. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of Lauren Singer, who's also really popular in the zero waste movement. She, she has her own packaging-free shop in New York. So, like, hopefully in the future, all shops will be plastic free or close to plastic free but it's an interesting ideal and I think it's going to take a long time to get there but everybody can do their part now practicing it on your own and you know showing other people how you live the lifestyle without being too preachy mm -hmm. you will invite yeah. people who are interested in the in the movement and mm -hmm. you can be an inspiration to other people because I feel like it's not a black and white lifestyle it's not either yeah, your zero waste or not zero waste it is a mm -hmm. process and we have to consider that our privilege right now might not be accessible to other people on you know yeah. on the other side of the world but they can take away something from your experience and do something in their everyday living change something in their routine to go towards the, a more sustainable lifestyle. Yeah. So lastly, do you have any other tips for beginners looking to get into zero waste and reducing their waste now? Like what's something that they can start doing today? One for me is knowing why you want to be zero waste so that you are that will be your motivation to live sustainably every day and educate mm -hmm. yourself, do your research and assess yourself what kind of trash you are throwing away and then you transition slowly be kind to yourself mm -hmm. because it, it is hard to to do it overnight i did it yeah. cold turkey because it was a 30-day challenge and it was really tough and yeah. lastly i think it's healthy to do it before you don't compare your mm -hmm. journey to other people and just know that there's a lot of resources. There's a lot of zero waste options around you if you just look at the right, you know, right places. And mm -hmm. it's not hard, but it's more of like be passionate about it. 
and it will everything will be easier all righty well thank you so much jamie i learned a lot today and i really appreciate what you're doing just keep creating videos keep sharing about zero waste everyone out there you can check out jamie at her website jamiekate.net or on youtube jamie kate adoc and i'll link everything in the show notes so you can see more of her thank you so much eileen all right that's it for today's episode thank you so much for listening to the lavender lifestyle if you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps us so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavendaire, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Love you all so much. Bye.